Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Brother Jonathan Robertson, Assistant Pastor at First Baptist Church in Clinton, Illinois, and graduate of Providence Baptist College. And you can see our previous conversation with uh, Jonathan uh, on our YouTube channel or any of the podcasting platforms that we're on. And so we're going to be having another conversation talking about overcoming your youth. So thanks so much for joining us again, Brother Jonathan. And what a Obviously, you gave a little bit of your background uh, in our first episode that we recorded, and so if people want to know about that, they can listen to that. But you, in short, you grew up in a church, yes, went off to Bible college, and came back and started serving in that church. And a lot of times, that's a challenge for people because, number one, you are fresh out of Bible college. Sure. You're the young guy who doesn't know anything, right? right? Uh, or who, who might think he knows a whole lot, <laughs> but the more you work the ministry, the more you yeah, find out you don't. That. Um, and you know, we have harsh reminders of that from time to yes, time. Sir. And, but obviously you're trying to overcome this mental image that sure. people have of little Jonathan sure. running around the church. Right. And now he's in this role of leadership at the church running this ministry. And now I've got to take orders from this punk. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so I want to just talk about, you know, overcoming your youth. Um, so talk to a little bit, of, talk to us a little bit about, how you first uh, you became assistant pastor, and maybe some of the challenges that you first were met with as a young man there. So um, I graduated college um, in 2003 and um, got married shortly thereafter, and we came on staff uh, the summer after we got married. And, um, you know, going back home, um, I guess to be able to go back home and to be able to work at the church that you grew up in, mm-hmm. um, you know, with that, it does have some challenges. People, I had to get over people calling, not calling me Pastor Jonathan or Brother Jonathan. You know, I was Jonathan in their eyes just because uh, they seen me grow up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we moved to Clinton whenever I was in sixth grade. And so um, a lot of those, um, you know, ladies uh, fed me at their table and, you know, watch, I grew up with their kids. And so I was Jonathan and I had to get over that. And, you know, not that I even earned, I didn't earn their respect to the point that they had to call me Pastor Jonathan. And some of them have though. And, um, and I think that's uh, something that I, I got over. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of the challenges there um, with, you know, not only people accepting you for who you are, but I'm sure it's a challenge a little bit for you to kind of accept you for who you are, mm-hmm. you know. I remember, you know, graduating Bible college, and it was only a few months later that I was asked to come on staff here at Providence Baptist College, where the hall asked me, hey, um, you know, I want you to be our academic dean at the college. We have a need that needs to be filled. Yeah. And I just kind of like, what? What in the world? Why are you asking me? <laughs> and I honestly did a Google search. I went through every, you know, you know, Bible college that I was familiar with, and I went on their page of their staff, and I looked at the picture of every man who was serving as the academic dean of that institution. And in every case, it was like, I don't have enough gray hairs (laughs) to fill this role. I just don't have it. So obviously, there has to come a point in time where you accept you for who you are. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you have gained a few of those gray hairs. Yeah, I have. And some (laughs) students remind me of that from time to time. No, that is, I mean, to think about, man, that God would use me in the ministry um, in any aspect but um, I guess I'm I'm just tickled to be involved in in his work. Um, you know, it it says in the Bible if I can be a door a doorkeeper, um, and that that's what I'm I'm tickled to be able to be a part of that. But the same thing as you said, just to look at me as a youth pastor and be able to go back home and uh, to be able to help um, with the kids that I were seeing that I see grew up. Now I'm their youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, a big part of that was to keep my um, 
keep my credibility up with them, uh, my, my testimony. Um, I wanted to make sure. Um, and, and this was all as a, by by the grace of God that God kept me from some things as a teenager um, to where I could go back home and be able to serve and um, be able to still have an influence there. Um, and that's not any um, good in my my part. That's all by the grace of God. But sure. um, yeah, I don't know why God chooses to use any of us, but I'm thankful that he does. And, well, you kept a door of opportunity open. Mm-hmm. You talked about your credibility and your testimony there. You grew up in the church and, you know, by, I don't know he's perfect, but by all means, you didn't blow it. Right. It left a door open for you to have this opportunity to serve in that church where you grew up. Um, and so not only do you have the testimony inside of the church, but you've also got this testimony outside of the church as well, right? Yes. What, you know, Clinton is, is a small town, sure. uh, 7,500 people. And so everybody knows everybody. Um, it doesn't take long to, to for word to spread in town uh, of something good or bad. And um, you get pulled over, it's going to be in the paper, you know. And so you have to, to stay on top of, of your um, personal life with that. Make sure you pay your bills and, and have a good testimony um, outside of the town uh, because um, you're going to be knocking on somebody's door, and uh, we believe in, in confrontational soul winning. And so you'll be uh, knocking on somebody's door, and, and um, you know, if they have seen you in the paper, they you have something else to talk about besides the gospel, yeah. <laughs> you know. And um, so, yeah, you've got to keep good testimony. Uh, well, I, I was thinking of this biblical illustration here. Um, you talked about the word credibility a little bit ago, and your testimony is your credibility. It's sure. what gives you any authority within the church. Sure. Um, your testimony is your credibility outside of the church. You try to win somebody to Jesus Christ, and you don't have those credentials, sure. your testimony, then you have nothing to really share or offer those people. And I'm reminded of the phrase that the Apostle Paul said. Uh, he was defending his apostleship. He says, "You know, you know, you are my, you are my credibility. That's you know, right. I led you to Christ. I started your church, right. and you know, if, if you're denying my apostleship, then look around you. Yes. <laughs> you know, because it, is, it was his testimony That's that right. gave him his credibility. Uh, let's talk. You know, we're still talking about overcoming your youth." Um, let's talk about education. Obviously, education is not over when you're out of Bible college. You enter the ministry, and what are some things that you've learned, you know, how to do to keep yourself sharp and, sure. you know, overcome, you know, your youth and become more mature? You know, um, I, I try to read constantly. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not the best reader by any means, but I try to read things that will help me, uh, practical things. Um, I try to have a good mixture. Um, I, I try just to read one book a month. And um, outside of my, my daily Bible reading, but um, read a, one book a month and some spiritual helps and some practical helps, um, you know, in different areas of ministry and life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, you've heard the phrase readers are leaders. And we, we say that so often, but I believe that is the case. You know, I mean, to always be teachable. You know, I think is that is that is an important thing to um, you know, not be afraid to let I can learn from from all men. Um, I can learn. Uh, from uh, you, uh, something that I didn't know, and, and something from someone else, um, whether they are um, just like me um, or not, whether they're a Christian or not, I can learn um, from from all men. And being willing to um, swallow my pride and say, I don't know how to do this. Will you help me? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we as men have a hard time with that sometimes, right. um, especially now we can look it up on the Internet. But um, just asking somebody for help. Um, I think a lot of times will help you overcome your youth um, because they see that you're teachable, you know. Yeah. And um, I, 
I on the side I do a little work during the on my free time uh, with a friend of mine and he's got a little hobby farm just a deer hunting farm really and I've learned so much from him um, you know working with tractors and three-point connections and mowers and uh, planting food plots and things that I really had never done hands-on uh, but just being willing to say I don't know what I'm doing will you show me how to hook mm -hmm. this up I have learned how to now do that and um, you know that's a practical thing but uh, with that now, you know, more responsibility can be given because I've learned to overcome that, you know. You, you said something and it, and it sparked a thought in my mind. It was something that was mentioned even earlier today uh, in a conversation with someone. They talked about we are so we are the most social we've ever been, social media, whatever, that we are the most antisocial. Ain't that the truth? It's true. We prefer interaction through a screen. Hence this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just a sign of the times. Um, but you talked about you can learn things through the internet. Yeah. What's better than learning something through the internet? Mm -hmm. Learning it from a person. Sure. You know, because not only are you getting the information, but you're getting a relationship. You're getting a resource that is broader than just what you're learning at that time. Yeah, experience can truly be the best teacher. You know, mm -hmm. uh, somebody taking time to show you. And um, I've always. I want to be willing to learn it now. If you got to keep showing me, there might be a problem. But yeah. um, I, please be willing to show me something once and uh, let me let me learn it, and then I can take that and show someone else. Sure. Um, and so let's continue on talking about um, how people, you know, can view you in your youth, um, in your ministry, and it's it's not just about your character, like we talked about, being teachable and reading and becoming knowledgeable. Uh, but sometimes people just we're very superficial creatures mm -hmm. as human beings. Sometimes it's just the way we view someone and how they look sure. can affect how we react to them and, you know, just sure. our attitude toward them. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, obviously being in the ministry, um, there's different jobs every single day. Uh, some days require a certain tie and a suit, mm -hmm. um, you know, a hospital visit and, and knocking doors and things. Those require, but some days I mow our churchyard. And so uh, that you know, that involves me getting uh, some jeans on and um, a T-shirt and still looking uh, sharp, you know, I think is important. You don't have to look like a slob even if you're working. Sure. Um, but just, um, you know, being, dressing for the occasion, always trying to, to make sure your hair is combed, your teeth are brushed. The basics that we that we know we're supposed to be doing, but mm -hmm. a lot of guys don't do it. And um, I think that that's important uh, to help overcome your youth, um, just being um, sharp. Well, and it even makes you be on your A game when you're dressed for the yes. part. I, we all act differently when we're dressed up. Sure. You go to a formal event and you're all dressed up. You just have a certain strut about yeah. you when you're when you're dressed up and you're you're going on the town or something like that. Um, and I notice, you know, when we go to the grocery store after a Sunday morning service, we all go in. We're all dressed in our Sunday best, and it's just. We are like aliens yeah. from another planet, it yeah. seems, yeah. and people are just giving us this, not it's a bad thing, they're just giving us the look, like, right. whoa. It makes you wonder how wow. anybody's getting any work done working from home right now with everything going on. Oh, yeah, because they're not, dressed they're for not the dressing for the occasion, for the part. And so I think that's important every day, getting up and, um, you know, getting dressed. That, that does something, obviously, for your mind, and it gets you ready for the day uh, that God can use you. You talked about wearing work clothes to, to work. I mean, obviously, work ethic and people watching you work sure. can give you a lot of credibility and over, help you overcome your youth. Because um, when, when we think about young people, we think about the younger generation, we think about lazy, yeah. good for nothing, playing video games all day. And you can overcome that, you know, 
stereotype by working hard. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Millennials uh, have a bad rap living in your parents' basement and, you know, you know, with a bunch of student loans, that's our Mm -hmm. stereotype. But, um, I believe when it's working time, um, you ought to work. One thing I I learned here at Providence where the hall said it very often, he said, I may not be the smartest, but I can outwork anybody. Mm. And that is, um, something that I has stuck with me. I, I'm not the smartest, but I can work. Uh, I can work a lot of right alongside with you and, um, I'll do my best to keep up with you. And, um, Especially in a, in our church, we have a lot of labor-intensive uh, guys in our church that they work hard labor jobs. And mm-hmm. uh, to see a, a youth pastor that, you know, the stereotype sometimes is that we sit in our office and playing goofy games for our teenagers. But uh, it's good for them to see a callus on our hands every once in a while and to know mm-hmm. that, you know, we know how to get dirty. and We know how to, uh, to, to use a tool. And, um, you know, so because respect is obviously earned, you know, it, it's not given. Yeah. And um, so I try to, when it's working time, I want to make sure that I'm working right along with them as hard as I can. Well, yeah, I mean, nothing will impress a man more than another man yeah. that knows how to work yeah. and knows his way around a tape measure sure. and knows how to do a particular job. And not everybody's born with that sure. skill. So uh, you've got to humble yourself at some point, right. learn it, That's right. but then you can impress people for the rest of your life yeah. with, you know, the work ethic and the knowledge you have in those areas. And just not not trying to short work off, not trying to get rid of it, but, mm-hmm. you know, to actually get in there and, and help with the work. You know, if there's maintenance to be done at the church, not call the maintenance guy, but see if, see if you can help just and do it, it yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, one other thing that we want to talk about, I think, in this area of overcoming your youth, youth is um, is synonymous with foolishness or with simplicity. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Because when you're young, you don't know anything. You're simple concerning uh, you know, the, how the world works. Um, so obviously wisdom is the principal thing. Mm-hmm. Therefore, get wisdom. Yeah. Um, and so obviously we need to you know, strive to get wisdom to overcome the youthfulness that we have. Um, can you talk a little bit about wisdom and the, the sure. youth pastor's life? Sure. I, I believe it ought to be um, on your daily prayer list uh, to pray for wisdom. Um, I believe the only reason we don't have wisdom is because we fail to ask for it. Um, he, God says he'll give it to all men liberally, mm-hmm. and um, he abradeth it not. And so um, pray for wisdom. And although you are young, it uh, doesn't mean you can't be great in influence. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm i still a young man. Um, does, don't consider myself old. Uh, don't have as many gray hairs yet. Uh, but um, I can still be a great influence to those teenagers that God lets me influence. Um, I can be an influence to their mom and dad. And, um, and so although I'm young, I still try to be great in influence. And I think one way I can be that is by praying for wisdom, um, God's wisdom, uh, mm-hmm. that only he can give. It's basically being satisfied with where you are Absolutely. and understanding that I can influence the people that are my peers, right. horizontal from me, but I can influence those that are younger than me. I can right. influence those that are older than me. Right. And it's possible when God gives you that wisdom. Right. Just because I'm a young man doesn't mean I have to act like I'm an old man and I don't have to act like I'm a teenager again. I can yeah. act just where God's gate, right, right, right where God's put me as a young man, embracing my age. Awesome. I think that's a great place to leave off this conversation. Uh, overcoming your youth, but maybe it's not necessarily overcoming it. It's embracing your youth and then striving to become more mature and more full of wisdom. So thanks so much for that conversation. If you'd like to catch, uh, check out our other conversations uh, with Brother Jonathan Robertson, you can check out our YouTube channel or our podcast platforms, and you can check out other future conversations with him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in.